One of the most startling revelations to me about prayer is God really wants to talk to you. (laughs) Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Eliff. We are honored to be with you. We can't believe every week y'all come back and listen, right, Bill? Yeah, I mean, it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. And I, I, didn't, I, I don't encourage. even listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you, bro. I listen. Yeah. So here, here's my encouragement, uh, just on the front side. Man, if this podcast is a blessing to you, pass it on. You know, yeah. if God, God is speaking to us, and I, I think we need— I need it. I, I, every time I'm even in the part of recording these things, it's reminding me of things I'm wanting to see God do and that God is doing in our nation you, now. You know, Kyle, on that little promo here, if you if there's a podcast that blesses you, just you know, copy the, the yeah. uh, address, send it out in a text or an email to 20 of your friends. Right. Or to your staff, or you know, uh, to your whole family. Sure. Because uh, the I think and it's not us. It's just we're covering important truths and important sure. truths for right now that you don't always find on uh, right. other podcasts. And I love. Right. I benefit from a lot of different types of podcasts. Yeah. But this is unique, I think, to the movement yeah. of God right now. Yep. And let's just go and put it out there. We don't get a penny extra for every, any downloads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't get a penny, period. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I, I heard testimony from a guy that, that did. He, he had his whole staff sit down and listen to an episode, and they, they yeah. responded, you know, out of that. So, man, if that's church leaders, pastors, we, we'd love to know that that's, that's a help to you. So we've been in this series, though, Markers of a Movement, like some non-negotiables that you look looking in Scripture specifically and looking in history at some ways that God has moved. Like there's the Word of God is a marker in a movement. Like there's something, and not just that the Bible's there, but the Bible's believed, man, that people are, are hearing God's voice in His Word, you know, and they're moving in accordance to what He's saying. And then, and then I thought, man, Bill, the message that you shared about just a white-hot passion. There's a marker. When there's a move of God happening, you write it down. There's men and women that have caught fire for God and are living for the purposes of God in a powerful way. And then last week, we really bantered about repentance. Man, we looked at Jonah 3 in this moment in a national scope and sequence that God brought, that somebody brought a word, and just people believed and they believed, like, man, we're in trouble, and pending judgment is coming. And they, and they responded, and God relented. And, and we really believe that, man, hey, we need that again and what that might look like even now. And so that would be another marker of, of a movement. And today, though, I would, I'm going to step out on a limb on your behalf and say that this, this is much like the Word, uh, that this is non-negotiable. Like yeah. if there's going to be a real movement, and and we're believing, then this what this ingredient, this part of the recipe to a real move of God, is going to be there. So Bill, share some of that with us. Well, it it hit me several months ago that 
I've lived through seven decades now and seven decades of Christianity. I'm, I'm a third generation pastor and I've lived my life among pastors and churches. Somewhere in the last decades in American Christianity, we decided that we could do this thing without prayer. Hmm. Now, I can back that up real easily. By the lack of prayer, the average pastor, the average seminary students spend seven minutes a day in the Word of God in prayer. And uh, we could just look at our churches and the, the lack of prayer in our churches everywhere. Now, thankfully, there's a huge revival of prayer that's beginning. But in most churches, prayer, uh, I think every Christian would say, man, I wish I prayed more. So as we talk about movements, and we all want to see powerful movements of God that would bring in His kingdom, the power and longevity of movements is determined by the intensity and the frequency of our prayers. Now you say, well, I thought it depends on God. Well, it, it totally does. That's, that goes without saying, right? God can do whatever He wants to do. But the interesting thing about God is He has limited Himself in some measure by our prayers, there's some things that God's going to do regardless, but there's some things that God simply will not do unless we pray. He says, you have not because you ask not, right? You're not praying, and you're not praying properly. And so there are things that I, I am just simply not going to do. And I think part of the reason of that is God is, is not trying to just get some things done. He's trying to raise up an army of kingdom children, kingdom warriors, and princesses and princes that will rule and reign with him for the rest of human history. So to, to help us understand this, I want to do something a little differently uh, for the next few minutes. And you're going to have to kind of crank up your, your uh, hearing to get this. But I want, I want to just read a number of scriptures in the book of Acts. And I just want you that the, the weight of these scriptures to convince us that we must pray that the movement of God in the book of Acts which is what you want in your city we want in our nation we want in our world you want in your life moved on the wings of prayer and let me just illustrate uh, this to you chapter 1 of the book of Acts they prayed for the coming of the Spirit and power. Acts 1.14, these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. And they were all, as Pentecost happened, chapter 2, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They prayed for the coming of the Spirit and power. Jesus told them to just tarry. I love what Byron Paulus has said many times to me. He said, Bill, movements begin by not moving, by just waiting on the Lord, tearing before the Lord and crying out to Him. Chapter 2, they prayed as the foundation of the church was built and the church grew. Look at, at 2, 42 and 47. They were continually, constantly devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching 
fellowship, breaking bread, and to prayer. And the result, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Chapter 3, they prayed in regular rhythms, and people were healed as a result of their prayers. The Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 3, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. So there was this regular pattern of prayer that they uh, were involved in. And then you know the story of the, the man who was lame and Peter, he said, give me some money. He said, I don't possess silver and gold. What I do have to you, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, walk, right? This all happened as they were in the regular movements of prayer. Chapter four, persecution arose and they were scared. And the Bible says in verse 31, and when they had prayed, you say, well, what if they hadn't prayed? Well, this, we wouldn't, this wouldn't be in the Bible. When they had prayed, the place where they'd gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. It accelerated the movement of God. What, what do you suppose history will record about your church, about your life? If, if you don't pray, well, there'll be no record, right? But when they prayed, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and this boldness came. They, chapter six, they prioritized prayer when they had a ministry problem. They had a difficulty in the church. They didn't know what to do with the feeding of the Hellenistic uh, widows. And they said, we want you to select deacons, but we're going to devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, verse 4. And then they selected these men, brought them before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God kept on spreading, and the number of disciples continued to increase greatly. So they solved their problems through prayer, right? They had a problem in their church. They solved it by praying. Chapter 7, they prayed when they were being persecuted. Here you have Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit. He gazed at heaven, saw the glory of God, Jesus standing there, and he, and he was talking and communing with God in heaven. And he prayed out, Lord, don't let this sin be held against them. Chapter 8, they prayed for the power of the Holy Spirit to come on others. Chapter 8, verse 11, when the apostles heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Chapter 9, they prayed for prayed for healing and help and direction. This is when Ananias went to the street called Straight, and this incredible uh, disciple of God, Paul, was brought into the kingdom. Chapter 9, they prayed to resurrect the dead, right? They prayed over Tabitha, and she rose up. Chapter 10, Cornelius prayed to find God. Chapter 10, they prayed and God destroyed prejudice and gave ministry direction. Old Peter was up on the rooftop. Uh, he went up about the sixth hour to pray and he fell into a trance and God showed them that, that the gospel was for the Gentiles too. Everything changed. We wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened. And it happened with Peter on a rooftop praying. Chapter 12 
Here was Peter in prison. He was about to be killed. And the Bible says, but the, the church prayed fervently for uh, Peter, and he was dramatically delivered out of prison. Chapter 13, verse 2, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Barnabas and Saul to this missionary work. They fasted and they prayed and they laid their hands on them and they sent them out. This was the beginning of the missionary movement, right? How did that happen? They were fasting and they were praying. You just have to think, well, I wonder if a missionary movement could happen out of my church. It's not going to happen if you don't pray. If you don't, in prayer, find God's men and women that he is specifically calling out to go to the mission field. Chapter 15, they prayed when they were imprisoned. Here's Paul and Silas praying and singing hymns at midnight. And God delivered them and delivered a whole household of one of the soldiers that was there. Prep. Chapter 16, I love this. They received encouragement in prayer. Paul was in prison, and the Lord said to Paul in a night by vision, Don't be afraid any longer. Go on speaking. Don't be silent. I am with you, and nobody can harm you, for I have many people in this city. So God spoke to him in prayer. Chapter 19, they prayed for the giving of the Holy Spirit to the Ephesians. Chapter 20, they prayed over the Ephesian elders that God would use them and protect them. Chapter 23, they prayed and they received encouragement. Chapter 27, they gave thanks in prayer. Chapter 28, Paul prayed for the healing of a leader. Chapter 28, God uh, gave them a spirit of gratitude and they thanked God in prayer. I mean, I, I could get way more specific and way more tedious but Kyle, what I want us to see is the book of Acts is a book of prayer. Yeah. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't dream to think that a movement could happen without talking to God. I, I've often said, how do we think that we could possibly build a church, build a family, or build a life if we don't talk to the head, you know? And yet somehow we just think we're smarter than that, you know. And I, I've often said that I can ask you one question that tells you whether you're walking in humility or pride. And the question is this, how much do you pray? Because if you can go a day or a week or a month and not really pray, it's just a clear evidence we think we can do it ourselves. Mm. So the bottom line, Kyle, is... If we want a movement of God in our nation, we look at all the junk that's happening and we think, man, I want the world can mm. turn this around. I tell you what can turn it around in a heartbeat, God. Mm. Yeah. And God has given us access to him and he has asked us to cry out with one united cry to him and he would do great and mighty things that we can't even imagine. Mm. Well, you look at it, Bill, just you reading all those passages of Scripture, several thoughts just in my spirit. Man, for God's people in Acts in that era, in that moment, which is true now as well, praying was breathing. I mean, it was, it was everything. You know, like that, there, there was nothing to do until we prayed, and then we didn't know what to do 
That's why we prayed. We needed we need more help, more power. So let's pray. Like what decision needs to be made? Let's ask him. This person needs help over here. And so prayer was 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 not some secondary aspect of the faith journey or the fulfillment of the Great Commission. It was it. I mean, it was like it was God's word and prayer. And to get that back it is to humble yourself. You know, yeah. I, th- I think our culture, and specifically even as a pastor, and there's a lot of mechanisms out there. There's a lot. There's a lot of leadership chops and tools and all those things, and they have a place. But boy, it's way down the list. Yeah, you got to think that the that Peter and John and and uh, and Paul, they didn't have the coolest marketing plan. <laughs> you know, they didn't have right. nothing wrong with thinking strategically sure. about things. Yeah, uh, all they had was God. <clears throat> yeah. Just God. That's all Jesus yeah. said when he was yeah. on earth. It was just God. Yeah. And and you you just wouldn't think about trying to do that without talking to God. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I've got, one of my a message, I, I, I wrote it in a, a book called Simply Prayer, uh, that one of the most startling revelations to me about prayer is God really wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made you. You're yeah. his child. I. Listen, when I don't hear from one of my children over a, yeah. a week or so, I get antsy. I want to know what's going on. I love them. What concerns them concerns me. Right. And I think I can help them a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, with some mm-hmm. wise direction and, yeah. and stuff. So uh, I think it's this going back to what we're talking about in these days, the markers of movements. Yeah. Every great revival, A.T. Pearson said, no nationwide revival has ever happened without united prayer. Mm-hmm. It's never happened in human history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we want to see a movement, yeah. then, we, then we need to pray. And if you don't know how to pray, do like the disciples. Lord, mm-hmm. teach me to pray. Yeah. And get around men and women who know how to pray and say, I had a young guy come to me about a year ago, and he said, Bill, I don't know how to pray. Would you teach me? I said, man, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. And we've been meeting, and we just pray. We, mm-hmm. we don't talk a lot about it, you know, some, but we just we spend time praying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got to get there. Well, it makes me think, you just even you said, if we were wanting a real spiritual movement and a national awakening, well, it, it starts with making the first move, and the first yeah. move is to pray. You know, yeah. and that, that it's, it starts, you see in Scripture, so that something starts when we pray, something is sustained as we pray, right. things are brought to fruition as we continue to pray, and then we got to keep on praying. You know, right. just keep keep on keeping on. And so I know that we don't want to just talk it. You know, we want to do it. So why don't you lead us into our prayer time, Bill? Yeah. I uh, I wonder, as we, as we pray right now, if... Anything about this today convicted you about your lack of prayer? Would could we just begin with asking the Lord humbly to forgive us for our prayerlessness? Would you do that personally right where you're seated right now? And would you ask the Lord? We, we do what's valuable to us. Would you ask the Lord 
to make communing with him really important to you. And, and maybe you want to pray the prayer of the disciples. Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray and teach me how to pray. Would you pray that prayer right now? Father, I just I thank you so much for just somehow alerting us afresh right now. And it's your mercy to the foundational elements of the Word of God and prayer. We will devote ourselves, the Apostle says, we will be strong towards these two things, prayer and the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, that uh, it would be so profound a conviction of ours that we would lay aside other things so that we could pray. And it would be word-based, spirit-led prayer. So, Lord, we pray for revival of prayer. We, Lord, I, I've, I've sensed that in this movement that you're doing right now across the nation, there seems to be a reformation, a reformation, if you would, of prayer coming back to its primary place in our hearts and our churches. So, Lord, just... We pray for a great movement that would reform us and reform our church to houses of prayer in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, I agree. And ask, uh, Holy Spirit, help us to see practical adjustments. God, I, I pray for holy places. God, I pray for all of our listeners for holy ground moments. Lord, for a chair, for a closet. Mm -hmm. Or a, a trail they go on a walk with. God, I, I pray again your people would go on long walks with you. God, that we would not just talk, but listen. Mm -hmm. uh, Lord, that we would stay a while, that we would linger with the Lord our God. And so, Lord, I know that for me. I'm just in honest confession even now, just thinking I'm, I'm by God's grace, I'm praying, uh, but I'm, I'm not lingering enough. I need more time with you, and I, mm -hmm. I want I, I, I want it. So I pray you'd help us, help us, help our listeners, and help in this moment in history to be a people that love to commune and talk, and uh, and that you would bring about something that would change the world and change our nation, God. So I pray you would restore this marker of prayer in the life of your people, specifically in our nation, even now, in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm -hmm.